Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Over the next hour, you'll hear what's going on in the sports world from a Christian's perspective. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel III. Uh, Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Great to have you. One hour of faith, family, and sports. As usual, setting you up for a huge, huge second half of your sports weekend. Always excited to be in the house. And, uh, man, I I hope you guys are surviving getting over uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I am. Uh, As you can probably hear, I'm going to... suck it up and trudge through today as I've got a cold going on, so I'm, I'm working to get over that. Had a, Nothing worse than a holiday cold, right? I mean, going to holiday, going to Thanksgiving, good news is, is that my taste buds were still intact last Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. Now, that would have been tragedy if, uh, you know, if we couldn't taste the food, because I tell you, I hope it was like your house, but we lined up, and uh, being from the East Coast back here, um, you know, this is oyster roast time. Uh, I don't know if you've been to an East Coast, uh, Coast oyster roast, but you put those those babies on the grill, let them open up naturally, and uh, you're talking about pure delicious. I mean, hot butter, and it was cold outside, which made it even better. So you had a little hot butter going, saltines, uh, you know, just, just as good as it gets. I mean, uh, I had a couple of oyster roasts while I was on the coast, and... Uh, and then, of course, you follow that with the huge turkey extravaganza. And uh, we went over to in-laws' houses uh, for that, um, my my daughter's in-laws. And um, incredible. She made a turkey that was the most delicious turkey I've ever had in my life. You know how sometimes turkey can be a little bit, I don't know, I guess a little bit dry and tasteless. Um, this, this was like cutting into a filet mignon with your fork. I've never been able to cut turkey with a fork before, but I did it this time. It was amazing. And she really didn't do anything different unless she was holding out on us, not telling us what she did. And I told my wife, I said, we got to get that recipe because that's the best turkey I've ever had in my life. It's just absolutely amazing. And then, then you got the, uh, sweet potato pie. Oh my. Uh, of course, for those of you in the West Coast, close your ears. But uh, back here, and of course, for my mom's mom, <clears throat> excuse me, for my mom's mom, uh, collards, very big back here. Collard greens, we call them. But um, put a little uh, vinegar on those babies, salt and pepper them. And um, I'm not a big fan of those, but I have them every year, twice a year, in honor of my wife's mother. Uh, who passed away years ago, and the great thing about collards is, is that if some if you didn't have GPS for your car, basically what you needed to do is just smell your way to the house, because those things, those leaves of, uh, ouch, they, they 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 stunk up the place pretty good. But when they got on the plate, they didn't taste too bad at all. So you got collard greens going. Um, my favorite is cranberry sauce. I like it either in the can, sliced up. Right out of the can or, you know, the special homemade cranberries is great, too. I'm just a big cranberry guy. I think cranberry is the hidden superhero of Thanksgiving. And the reason I say that is it it just adds that special tang to the turkey, the stuffing, the sweet potatoes, uh, the mashed potatoes. It it gives that tang, uh, that different flavor and texture to the meal. So uh, you're probably thinking, man, Roman, you think a lot about Thanksgiving, don't you? Well, you know. I've lost about 20 pounds this year, so I have not been eating that much. And 
let me just say to you that the three or four days, including leftovers, I, I ate in a way that I normally don't eat. In fact, if I ate that way again, I'd gain those 20 pounds back in less than about three months probably. So I'm back on my diet again, as I hope many of you are. And then you take, you know, you take about 20 days off and you get ready for Christmas holiday uh, where you're ready to go again. And again, I didn't get into desserts. Um, I know some of you out there are big into the pumpkin pie thing. Some of you guys out there are going for pecan pie. Some of you out there going for my wife's uh, deep dish. That's right, five-inch deep dish, fresh apples from the North Carolina mountains, about four different kinds, cooked in a deep dish frying pan. And uh, I put some of those pictures. You want to check those out on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 fan page or Twitter at Roman Gabriel 3. You can do that. Uh, so you can, you can catch all the action. I took the pictures, uh, but uh, and I know that this is that, that, that this holiday is a tough one for wives and for for those that do the cooking, um, because they slave over the stoves for two days. You know, some of the stuff's pre-prepared, and then you prepare starting at about six a.m. in the morning. You get that turkey in the oven, you get it ready to go, and in a and really in a matter of about ten minutes, this beautiful setup of food is absolutely destroyed, and it's over. Uh, it's it, it's it's like going to a boxing match between two guys like uh, uh, those Mike Tyson fights I used to go to, where the buildup was for weeks and weeks about how great this fight would be, and this is the guy that's going to take him to task. And you paid for the pay per view, um, you know whatever it was, forty nine dollars. And by the time you went in to get the chips to sit down in in, in round one. The guy that Tyson was fighting was knocked out and it was over, and you're thinking to yourself, I'll never do this again. But our wives are great. And, of course, it isn't just wives. There are guys out there that love to cook, too, the deep-fried turkeys and, and, and that do the cooking. But the point I'm trying to make is God bless, God bless our wives for what they do on holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving. So um, that's a shout-out to my wife. Uh, I told her this year, I said, you know, maybe we should go with just pizza and give you guys a break this year. We wouldn't have a problem with that. But everybody wants the leftovers. You know, the white bread turkey. Turkey, just plain turkey with mayo and white bread. See, I hope you guys are hungry out there. But uh, anyways, hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Bless the Lord and bless uh, everything uh, going on in your life. And uh, here we go with the holiday season. And uh, quick, just a quick coaching point on holiday season for Christmas. Here's the deal. Or some of you out there that are Jewish for Hanukkah. You know, we decided this year, and I know for you that have small kids and grandkids, this isn't an option, uh, but we just decided for us adults this year in our family that we were going to give one gift, we weren't going to be extravagant, and that was it. Um, my brother is notorious for showing up to Christmas with about 10 gifts, and he gives three to each person. He's single, he doesn't have kids, um, so this is his time to kind of spread the love around. Um, we've got five grandkids, and we've got uh, two kids. So um, basically what we're going to do this year is we've toned it down. So don't get all into the you know television set and seeing all these commercials for all these things that you need because bottom line is, is we've, we, we've all been blessed, and we need to enjoy the holiday for what it really means, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So don't forget what the season's about. And I know I'm not lecturing you. I'm just saying that it can be really easy to do that when we get into the Christmas time and everything's in a hurry. And that's what my wife always says. She loves Thanksgiving because you're not in a hurry. It's, it's, you, it's more of a family holiday. 
uh, where Christmas can be a little crazy and a lot of things going on, and, and you got the Christmas tree and you're decorating and you've got the gifts and you've got family. Uh, there's a lot on your plate. So um, we'll get you going here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Great guest for you tonight. Um, coming in from Fox Sports, the NFL and college football, Laura Oakman is going to join us over almost two decades of coverage. One of those uh, trailblazing women out there that does a great job of covering uh, sports, all sports, but um, known for her football expertise. And I've gotten to know Laura over the years. She's a great sideline reporter and um, does a super job. And she also has some tremendous things that she's doing off off the field uh, to help women and kids and family and uh, just gets it. And, uh, you know, there's we, as we've told you before, with guys like Chris Mortensen and, and JB, James Brown, um, so many others in the football profession in the NFL that cover the game that love God, uh, great men like Jim Nance, um, CBS, and um, just so many players and coaches that get it out there who are about faith, family, and football. Big announcement coming up about Super Bowl 51 which will be in Houston, Texas. Uh, we've got a huge event that we're going to be putting on there that you're going to be hearing more and more about. So we're looking forward to that. We've got college football rankings. We've got NFL rankings. Boy, what a great weekend last week, a, a classic Michigan-Ohio State uh, rivalry game. Um, playoffs on the line. Who's going to be the top four going off to the national championship? We've got NFL football things starting to get tight. A lot to talk about, including NASCAR. Tiger Woods back on the PGA Tour. When we come back, Laura Oakman, Fox Sports, will join us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. This is Ken Johnson, chaplain of Indianapolis Coast for the last 25 years. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Back on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Get you ready for a second half of your NFL college football this weekend. We'll get you ready to do that. But the perfect person to talk about for that is a longtime Fox Sports analyst. And uh, this this young lady's done it all. I mean, when it comes to the NBA Finals, World Series, All-Star Games, two Olympics, over 10 Super Bowls, uh, working with Westwood One on NFL Thursday night, pregame with Fox Football, and then, of course, uh, she's sidelining it, uh, you know, giving you the up close and personal every weekend with NFL players and coaches making a high impact. Laura Oakman with us. Laura, how are you? Roman, it is so wonderful to be having this conversation with you. I'm wonderful, and thanks for having me. Always great to see you, and this has been a, this has been no different. I mean, what a great football season! So many great storylines, and um, you've had the opportunity to see it. Um, I know a lot of people out there, you know, wonder about what it's like, uh, you know, to to cover the NFL up close and and to see what the game looks like right there on the field. And and what I wanted you to do is just kind of paint for fans out there who've never been on an NFL football field what the atmosphere is like uh, inside those lines. I'm going to start by saying this, and sometimes when I say it, I feel like people will say, ah, you know, like that that sounds cheesy or, or you know, come on. But, I, but this to me is always my check-in every single Sunday, and, and I have. I've been doing this almost 25 years now, um, and on NFL fields for probably the last 
10, I think it's probably about the last 10 doing sidelines. And all I can say is this, Roman, every single Sunday when the anthem plays and everybody leaves after the anthem. And so it's having that moment where, one, it's the anthem that, you know, that, 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 always, uh, that always makes everybody, you know, just stop and, and take check. And then everybody's kicked off the field. And every single Sunday, I'm so delighted that I'm not kicked off. And just understanding the pleasure and the privilege of that, of knowing that all those people, how many people would kill to just be on a field. And when everybody leaves and I look around and I'm standing there, it's, it's kind of that 12-year-old little girl in me that's always like, this is pretty awesome. And this weekend, I'm actually, my team is in Chicago, and I'm a Chicago girl. So every time I'm at Soldier Field, it's just, it's, it's having that moment, no matter how many times I go there, going, if you would have told me as a little girl that I'd be in this position and standing here on the field, um, I, I wouldn't have believed you, but I would have been like, man, I'm doing something right. So all I can tell you is it's such a, it's such a pleasure to be down there because there's so much going on. And, and I always try to explain this. I have so many young women who shadow me every weekend. And I always explain to them there's three games going on down here for a sideline reporter. And it might seem on TV that we don't do much. You know, hey, you only see you only see a sideline reporter, you know, three, four times a game. But there's so much more going on for us um, that you're a huge part of the team and helping the team. So we're watching the game that everyone's watching. We've got the IFB, the earpiece in our ears, that I'm listening to the, the game that my play-by-play guy and analysts are calling. In my case, it's uh, Kenny Albert and Daryl Johnson. Um, Two good ones, really good. Such good, such pros, Roman, and such good people. You know that. Like I'm, I'm so blessed. And I have an amazing producer, Barry Landis, and my director Brian Lilly. So I'm, I'm listening to the game they're doing because I'm watching the game. But whatever Kenny and Daryl are talking about, I've got to pay attention to because it happened this past weekend where all of a sudden they were talking uh, off camera about Seattle's offensive line, and they were doing some substitutions and not sure why. So that's my cue, even though I'm on the bus sideline, to go, got it. Let me run over to Seattle and find out, is this a coaching decision? Is this an injury? Um, what's going on? So I'm working on the game I'm watching, the game in my ears, and then the sideline. And that's the biggest thing. Again, especially this last weekend with Seattle and Tampa, it, it, you really feed off that emotion. You know, all of a sudden watching Seattle go down, um, and how are they responding to it? To it, and sitting and watching them, and watching. You know, there were a couple fights that went on, and deciding what to say, deciding what not to say, um, and then all of a sudden on the other side, going now, how's this young Tampa team handling it? That they're all of a sudden up like this. So it's you're paying attention to all this stuff, and not being able to lose sight of any of it because all of a sudden, if you kind of, I can be so stuck in. The game going on in my ears, the sidelines, and then all of a sudden I have one minute until I'm walking at halftime with the coaches and go, wait a minute, I don't even know what's been happening because I haven't been able to watch the rhythm of the game. So it's Lord. keeping track of all of that and, again, and just enjoying it and really reminding myself what an awesome position I'm in each week. Laura Oakman's with a silent reporter for Fox NFL Covers. She's got the Chicago Bears hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, next on tap and you know one of the things that people talk to me about about the NFL too is is and you said it uh, when you were describing it 
you know, you really get an opportunity to uh, develop, you know, relationships with some of these people in terms of you've covered it long enough where you're able to see not only on the field but off the field the kind of people that these people are. And, you know, we've yeah. been always about faith, family, and football and about bringing people inside the helmets, giving them an opportunity to see that that these guys are not only high-impact people on the field but so many of them high-impact people off the field. And, you know, one of the things that you don't see – you know, people ask me, how are they able after the game to, you know, to shake hands and look like buddies and look like they're having a good time after the game after they just got through, you know, knocking each other's heads off? And you yeah. get to see something really special every week that really doesn't get covered a lot, and that is that prayer circle at the end of every NFL game. And it's so, I mean, it's so funny saying it to you because obviously not only have you watched it, you've been in them. Um, but I'll tell you, it's it's one of the things every week when I'm waiting to do our, our post-game interview. So we're standing there, and, and I get to ask for two people. And usually it's the quarterback and whoever else, you know, had a huge game, offensively or defensively. Every week I wait for that prayer circle. And it's funny how um, I'm always struck by that every single week. And it doesn't matter how intense. It doesn't matter the rivalries we talked about beforehand. But that prayer circle with both teams meeting like that, is always one of my favorite things to watch. And it is. It's just between the changing of the jerseys, which is a new thing right now, um, the shaking of the hands, and that prayer circle, I think now more so than I remember, you know, all these years, there's such an appreciation for the brotherhood now. And there's such an appreciation for who they are, not what they do. And I don't know if I've ever really seen it as much as I have probably the last couple years. Just that gratitude and just that appreciation for each other, for faith, you know, for, for their faith and for each other. With Laura Oakman of Fox Sports, and as, as we wind down, Laura, you know, one of the things that impresses about me is, is that we talk a lot about um, platform and about how people use that platform and the blessings that they have in their life to impact other people's lives, and, and that has certainly been true the way that you have uh, created mentoring programs and have been such a positive example of what it is to be a professional in, in, in NFL coverage and sports coverage. So tell Thank me you. about Galvanize, Girls Compete, Women Empower, Media Coach. Tell me about that. Um, it has been probably, you know, as a woman in sports, Roman, you're told, you know, when you get in, you know, you're told at 21 years old, but just how short the shelf life is. And I was always told and always knew to prepare for that. And, you know, once you hit 40, it's, it's the window shuts and all of that. And so I say that saying I have never loved what I've been doing more than I am right now. I've never loved where I'm at in life more than I, I do right now. So I always say that, especially to young women going, man, my second chapter is so much better than my first because my first chapter got me to this point which is the giving back stage and this career you know this it's it's selfish it's very much what do I want to do where do I want to go what networks what what path and you kind of check the boxes off and I don't have children so it's been really easy to be very selfish and I started this company because I was watching all these young women um, come shadow me and, and get hired for these positions um, before they were ready. And I was watching their self-confidence get shot, and not just on a Sunday, but it's shot. And when you take a, a young woman and you put, throw her in the world of sports, 
and she doesn't know the language and doesn't know that world, it can be very intimidating uh, at best, and at worst, again, it, it can really do a number on you. So I really came to that fork where I said I can either be bitter about it as an aging woman in this business and go, you know, this isn't the way I did it, or I could, or I could go, how can I help? And so I, I started this company, Galvanize, and, and I do boot camps and workshops for women. It started women who wanted to go into sports broadcasting, but now it's really just for women. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's taking these young women um, into these great opportunities. Uh, last offseason, I, I did a boot camp with the Vikings, with the Falcons, with the Rams. Um, I'm actually doing one in two weeks with, uh, with Team USA Hockey, with their women's team, and pairing up. 23 of my reporters with 23 um, members of the hockey team as they make their Olympic journey and having them, it's really an ambassador program for these women. So it's been the greatest, greatest chapter of my life because I've always had a passion. I love what I do. I always have. But for the first time, I, I've added a purpose to the passion. And it's been, it's been life-changing for me. And hopefully for all these amazing young women, because it's given them something that I didn't have and what it killed for, which is a fantastic network of women as you're climbing the ladders together and really being able to say, how are you handling this? How are you, how are you dealing with this? And leaning on each other. And that's probably what I'm most proud about, watching these girls fall in love with each other. Laura Oakman's with us, Fox Sports Football. And this weekend you can catch her, San Francisco at Chicago, 1 p.m. on Fox at Soldier Field, and uh, make, make sure you do it because she will bring you inside the game of football and does an excellent job of uh, relating not only that what goes on, on on the field but off the field as well. And, uh, Laura, before we let you go, uh, how, how do people follow you? I know you're on Twitter at uh, Laura Oakman, at Laura Oakman. Website that they need to go to about Galvanize? Galvanize.life, L-I-F-E. And they could always, that's, that's the website and where they can sign up, where they can see more about us. And there's an email on there as well uh, that they can reach out to me and ask any questions. Laura Oakman, Laura, appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come up with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch as we get close to the playoffs. Love to have you come back in. A lot of great stuff. Enjoy Soldier Field. Great atmosphere with the Niners and the, and the Bears. And uh, appreciate all you're doing, Laura. Thanks for the time today. Please hold on. Hi. Thanks, Roman. Laura Oakman, Fox Sports. She'll be at San Francisco, Chicago, Shoulder Field, 1 p.m. on Fox. And uh, working with two great ones. And uh, looks like looks like your sports weekend. We're going to get you ready for NFL. I'll have my Roman on NFL, Roman on college picks for you. Rankings. We'll finish it off right here on Sold Out. Hi, I'm Meredith Kirk, LPGA member and also executive director of the Junior Golf Exchange. You're listening to the original RG3 on Sold Out Sports Talk. That's me, the original RG3, with you on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Always great to have uh, groundbreaking women in sports in on this program, and we've been at the top of the game doing that. Uh, Laura Oakman in here uh, covering for Fox Sports Football uh, and also for college football, pro football, does a great job. And, of course, we'll see her at Super Bowl 51. 
Um, you want to follow us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk at American Family Radio, you can do it very simply. Um, you can go to AFR.net, hear us streaming live. Uh, you can also go to AFR.net, check out where the closest station, over 150 stations that you can find out there, wherever you're at to listen to the program. My uh, option of choice is AFR Talk app, a free app at AFR Talk app where you can hear all the programs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where you're at on your smartphone, whether that's a Droid phone or an Apple product. So um, join us there. That's what I always do. Uh, And also our podcast page, um, very popular. Um, No commercials on that podcast page. So about 38 minutes, you're cutting the yard. Maybe you're driving somewhere. Maybe, Maybe you're hanging out. Maybe you're just uh, kicking back before you, before a Saturday night out. And, and I realize, like I said, our show, many of you are out on Saturday night. you got kids, things going on. But the podcast page is awesome because you can kick it up right on your smartphone. So just go to AFR.net podcast page and click in uh, Sold Out Sports Talk. And uh, Adam Suddeth, our great producer, will always puts up those. You can hear the last 8 to 10 programs and uh, get an opportunity to hear from some of these high-impact sports and entertainment personalities who get it, who are all about faith, family, and sports, all about making a difference using their platform to change lives. So if you're tuning in, you're hearing my uh, rasp that I got going today. That's uh, <clears throat> that's a cold from the holiday, but I'm sucking it up, getting ready to roll. Uh, next segment, we'll get you ready for your sports weekend. Uh, we'll have my Roman on NFL and Roman on college sports. We'll get you ready for my picks, what I see the hot picks for the weekend, but a big weekend of college football last week, one of these rivalry games, just absolutely amazing as we were talking about. Uh, just just um, uh, amazing to see Michigan and Ohio State. <clears throat> Michigan and Ohio State means something again. Uh, Urban Meyer, 5-0 and in his career now against Michigan. But everybody knew when Jim Harbaugh came in, the former Michigan quarterback and San Francisco 49er head coach and former NFL player, that he would bring this rivalry back. And there is still bad blood. It was a great, great scene at Ohio State with these two teams. What a what an incredible football game down to the wire. It reminded me when I was growing up as a kid, uh, we would sit around, remember that last game of the season, to see who was going to go to the Rose Bowl. And it would start with Michigan-Ohio State. I was living on the West Coast, so the game started at 9.30 a.m. And, of course, those are those Woody Hayes-Bo Schimbeckler battles, uh, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. And then after the that game, you, you knew who was going to the Rose Bowl. Then you found out and the game after that, you go right to the West Coast, to either the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl, to see USC and UCLA get after it and um, the winner of that game to play the winner of Ohio State-Michigan. But this game felt like the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. Um, two great coaches, Urban Meyer and, and, and uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has brought that Michigan program back very quickly. Um, these two guys are going to go down to the wire. It's going to be a battle. Um, as, as I think now you have relevancy, and people were hoping that would happen as Jim Harbaugh came back to college at the University of Michigan. So I hope he stays. With Urban Meyer, that's an incredible opportunity. Michigan missed an incredible opportunity. Had looked like the better team at Ohio State, but you got to finish them off. And uh, their offense in the fourth quarter just could not move the chains and gave Ohio State an opportunity uh, to figure out that defense that had been so dominant all day long. But uh, two overtimes in this game, a lot of key calls, uh, some complaining about some of the calls from referees in the fourth quarter. Um, there were a few. 
but when the close games like that, you can't let referees beat you. You've got to find a way to get it done. And if you're going to go into Ohio State's house, you got to dominate for four quarters, and Michigan dominated for three and a half quarters and looked really good. But those uh, mistakes, turnovers, interceptions, when you're giving teams 10 points off of turnovers in a game like this, it's very difficult to win. So congratulations to Urban Meyer and Ohio State still in the hunt, uh, as we'll find out uh, at the end of today where we're going with the bowl games, the Final Four, and some of those things is uh, so many are in the mix. Uh, but you look at the standings right now uh, in the polls coming into this weekend. Alabama, you know, right now a big favorite to win the national championship at 12-0. and This is one of, uh, one of their best football teams. Then Urban Meyer, Ohio State, is ranked number two, even though they didn't play for the Big Ten championship tonight, as that's Penn State and Wisconsin. And Michigan beat both of those teams. Um, Ohio State at two. Clemson at three and 11-1. and one. Only one blemish on their record, looking to get back to the national championship. Then number four, Washington uh, at 11-1. And, one. and uh, number five, Michigan. So Michigan on the outside looking in. So if there is a stumble, as Colorado will play Washington, Big Ten cha- uh, for the uh, Pac-12 championship tonight. Um, Clemson, Ohio State. Uh, is not playing in, in that game, so they're off. Alabama playing Florida for the SEC championship today. Uh, so those were your teams. Wisconsin at number six on the outside looking in, and seven is Penn State, even though those two t- t- tonight were playing for the uh, the Big the Big 12 champion, not the Big 12 championship, the, uh, uh, the Big 10 championship. Uh, then Colorado at eight after their loss. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma. Number ten, Oklahoma State. USC eleven, looking looking in. So um, still a lot of things, a lot of scenarios that can go on um, in the national championship picture. Wouldn't it be interesting this year if you had eight teams? If we went from four to eight teams, you'd be looking at Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Washington, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Colorado in the mix. Uh, of course, a big Oklahoma Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma on the outside looking in. So a lot of scenarios. Um, the only one that for sure I think that's going to be in this game right now would be Alabama. Even if for some reason Florida uh, pulled an incredible upset, which I don't see happening. Alabama's playing great football. Uh, they just find a way to reload every year, don't they? Uh, the Crimson Tide in great shape. Uh, so we'll get you ready. I'll have my picks for college football. I'll have my NFL picks. Um, been tough sledding here in Charlotte with our Carolina Panthers struggling. Uh, another loss on the road to the Oakland Raiders after coming all the way back down 21, only to have uh, the Raiders drive the field the last last series of the game to kick a field goal to get the three-point win. So the Panthers at 4-7 and seven have essentially out of it, even though they're in the South Division where they're three games out uh, of first place. But I don't see the Falcons faltering this year. Tampa Bay greatly improved. The Saints always dangerous. Uh, so the stranglehold of three years in a row for the Panthers looks like it's going to end this year, and they're going to become one of those teams that we always talk about, the loser of the Super Bowl, not just uh, not just not getting back to the Super Bowl, but not making the playoffs. So um, it's been a tough year for our Carolina Panthers here, so we'll see how they handle that going forward. Uh, now, schedule uh, in terms of our sold-out program. Uh, uh First of all, I want to thank some people. Um, as you know about our soldouttv.com website, you can go there. Your junior high and high school students, 
uh, especially student athletes, can learn so much through our Success 101 program for students available to all students. Um, so just go to soldouttv.com. Um, want to say thank you to uh, just south of here of Asheville, North Carolina, a little south of Asheville, beautiful city, Hendersonville, where I was in Henderson County Schools in four middle schools. So I want to thank everybody in Henderson County. Um, appreciate everybody for coming out. And uh, we had a great time with middle school students uh, for two days on uh, yesterday and Thursday. So if you want to learn more about our program, <clears throat> just go to soldouttv.com. Check out our website. Also, as you know, we raise our own funding here in our program for our sold-out ministries, and we're all about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and about um, using our sports entertainment platform through social networking, television, radio, special events, through speaking to churches, uh, and all the other things that we do to provide a service for families, and that's why we got involved with American Family Radio because that's what they're all about here. But if you want to support us, we would love your support, uh, especially end-of-the-year gifts this year is tax-deductible. If you've got a place you're looking to get a lot for your buck, this is a great ministry to do it because you know that we're going to service youth and family and that we're going to usher people into uh, God's kingdom and the way he does things, teaching biblical principles and teaching character and life skills and helping kids to stay away from alcohol and drug use. So... Um, if you want to give to us, you can do it easily. Go to soldouttv.com, our official website. Go to the top, hit Donate, and you can give safely and easily with your Visa or MasterCard or American Express or uh, PayPal uh, securely. We get a lot of that, so that's probably the easiest way to do it. If you want to do the old-fashioned way, write out a check to Sold Out Youth Ministries. It's a 501c3 since uh, 2003 in North Carolina here. Uh, you can write it. Uh, to 215 Boone Heights Drive, Suite 304, Boone, North Carolina, 28607. That's uh, 215 Boone Heights Drive, Suite 304, Boone, North Carolina, 28607. Make your checkout to Sold Out Youth Ministries. Or you can call our offices here at Sold Out at 910-431-6483. We depend upon many during the end of the year uh, being a smaller ministry to raise our funding so that we can 100% go forward in bringing uh, biblical principles and bringing everything that we need to bring to youth and family to make an impact for the Lord across our world. And um, got some big trips coming up. Uh, of course, El Salvador in March will be going back there to do football camps um, and for camps for kids, speaking in middle and high schools. Uh, also, Super Bowl 51 in Houston, uh, Super Bowl February 5th of 2017. We'll be there all week long as we normally are bringing you uh, – video, bringing you radio, our radio show from there Saturday night before the Super Bowl, as we always do, and then, of course, our special event, which we'll be telling you about as well, called Faith, Family, and Football. It'll be on April 1st, Wednesday night, in conjunction with Lakewood Church and Grace Church in Humble, Texas, right outside, about 15 minutes outside of Houston. <coughs> Excuse me, it'll be a one-hour program open to the public. We'll also be simulcasting that program to churches all over the country, uh, over 5,000 churches that we're reaching out to, and it'll bring people inside the Super Bowl. We'll have special video packages, special guests that will be speaking from the NFL, former pro football and current football players, as well as celebrities and entertainers, and we'll be giving out our first Faith, Family, and Football Flame Awards 
Um, we hope this will be an official event for the Super Bowl every year. So stay tuned for that. When we come back, we'll close it out, get you ready for your football weekend right here on Sold Out. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Caleb Castile, two-time national champion at the University of Alabama under coach Nick Saban. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk, your host, Roman Gabriel III. Sold out sports talk on American Family Radio, getting you ready for your second half of your football weekend, and we're coming down to the nitty gritty. We've got NFL playoff uh, stuff moving right now uh, as we get a better picture of uh, of what everybody's playing for in the National Football League, and that's a chance at Super Bowl Fifty Two, a chance at, uh, uh, the opportunity Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston, uh, which will be played February fifth, uh, home of the Houston Texans, and we will be there and have more information about our Faith, Family, and Football event on Wednesday night, February 1st, from Grace uh, Community Church in Humble, Texas, right outside there. We're looking around and uh, getting the opportunity uh, to to produce and to do something that could have a high impact on thousands and thousands of people, really millions across the country through our simulcast. And uh, we'll give you our website information more about that. Of course, if you want information about Faith Sports Programming Network, go to fspn.net. If you want more about our youth uh, mentoring program, go to soldouttv.com. We'll get you ready for that. Um, I want to thank my guest, Laura Okeman from Fox Sports. Uh, she'll be in Chicago uh, covering the uh, Bears and the Niners this weekend, does an incredible job on the, on the weekends, uh, Has uh, doing college football as well. Uh, Westwood won NFL football pregame on Fox football weekend on Sunday. Uh, you can check her out so many different places. Very talented young lady. And if you missed that interview, you need to go to our podcast page at AFR.net. Just go to podcast page, click on Sold Out Sports Talk, and uh, you can check out all of our interviews over the last 10 to 12 weeks. And um, I'm very proud of this program, very proud of what we're able to do on American Family. Um, I worked for years doing you know, the grind of a five-day-a-week sports program, anywhere from a one-hour program to a three-hour program where you had a guest every every hour, you had to know every sport. It was all about the details of the game. It was all about talking to people about the game, which I loved. It gave me a great training. But over the years, I began to realize that uh, as a Christian man, I wanted to have an impact and let people tell their stories about how God had impacted them and how their life as an athlete or coach impacts others. And uh, when Tim Wildman at American Family and, and Jim Stanley and the radio network gave us the opportunity to do the show, can you believe it, five years ago, um, we wanted to have the time to explore talking to people in the world of sports entertainment that play it, cover it. Um, and I was talking to Laura off off uh, the radio, and she said, I'm just not used to talking uh, about myself. And that's what's so cool about this job is, is most of the time these guys are talking to others about their life. But when you're able to talk to people like Laura and others like James Brown, Chris Mortensen, Jim Nance, um, people that, that tell stories for a living, uh, that paint that picture, uh, not just about the game, but about who these people are, where they're from, and the impact that they have. That's what Sold Out Sports is all about. That's what the Face Sports Programming Network is all about. And we've got some huge and big news to announce coming up that we're so excited about. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, uh, 2017. We think it's going to be our greatest year as a ministry at Sold Out Youth Ministries and a Face Sports Programming Network. So, so many things uh, to talk about. And um, 
looking forward looking forward to to, to getting after it uh, as we get closer. Uh, let's get to Roman on the NFL. We'll give you our NFL schedule. I'll give you my top games. Here we go. This is Roman's Top Picks of the Week. All right, here we go. Week 13 of the NFL schedule. Things are getting down to the nitty-gritty playoffs on the line. We've already seen some teams take some uh, some tough blows to their playoff chances, and we've got a lot of teams jockeying for positions uh, and not only the division winners, but uh, that wild card, which is always very interesting as we get going down the year. So here are my top three NFL games of the week uh, that I think are going to be excellent, interesting games to watch. Um, here's an inter, inter, interconference uh, AFC-NFC game that's got a lot, lot riding on it. Pittsburgh needs a win desperately. New York Giants and, and uh, Eli Manning coming off that big win over Cleveland. They are positioning themselves to make a run. Uh, they're at Pittsburgh at 4.25 p.m. on Fox. That's at Heinz Field. Uh, another game of consequence would have been bigger if the Panthers could have beat Oakland on their West Coast trip. This is the second. They're out there on the West Coast practicing this last week, and um, they have to go to Seattle again. This is the second year in a row that the Panthers have had to travel to the Seattle Seahawks, and that is a tough West Coast trip. Seahawks coming off a disappointing loss away at Tampa Bay. They need a win to stay in the hunt. As their division leader, they might have given away their chance to be the home field advantage all the way through as the Cowboys only have one loss. So Panthers at Seattle, 8.30 p.m. on NBC. And uh, my third game, uh, this is not not a lot of great games this week. But, uh, this one has some implications. Kansas City Chiefs at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are hot right now. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs looking to keep their role going. AFC West is tight. 1 p.m. on CBS at the Georgia Dome. So those are your three games uh, this weekend that you need to follow very closely. Carolina at Seattle, 8.30 p.m. NBC. That's a Sunday night football game. Um, of course, Laura Oakman, who we had on our show, will be San Francisco at Chicago. Kansas City at Atlanta, CBS, 1 p.m. at the Georgia Dome. And uh, we had uh, Pittsburgh hosting the Giants, 425 on Fox in the late game. Uh, let's go to college football. Let's look at our college football schedule for you. First of all, the rankings, number one, Alabama, number two, Ohio State, three, Clemson, four, Washington. Right now, if that was it, that would be your top four teams for the playoffs. Michigan, five. Could be a Michigan-Ohio State rematch if there are some things that happen. Wouldn't that be interesting after last week's game? Wisconsin, six, Penn State, seven, play, played each other today. Uh, for the for the championship, the Big Ten championship. So that is your college football rankings. Here's your schedule. Here's my top three games. Some night games of consequence tonight uh, to tell you about. Uh, kind of a limited schedule, but some good football games. Number three, Clemson at Virginia Tech. Number 23, that's the ACC championship. Can Virginia Tech upset Clemson? Number three, Clemson versus Virginia Tech. Number 20, that's ABC going on right now. Uh, if you want to, you want to get into a, the the big game that's going on for the Big Ten championship. Number six, Wisconsin versus Penn State. Number seven should be a really good one at 8 p.m. on Fox. And then my final game, uh, 7:45 going on right now. Uh, San Diego State at Wyoming Wild West. And congratulations to my New Mexico Lobos who clinched a tie for. Uh, for their conference championship and beating Wyoming at home at beautiful University Stadium, which I had the chance to play at as a Lobo back in 1980 and 81. 
Uh, so they get a share of their conference championship. Congratulations to Coach Bob Davies and my New Mexico Lobos who are making a comeback. Bob Davies has done a great job. New Mexico is not an easy place to uh, recruit, but they are the number one toll rushing team in Division One this year, running that flex bone, wishbone, whatever you want to call it. They throw it about 27% of the time, but they were dominant the other night against Wyoming uh, absolute, absolutely great year for them, so congratulations. Need to get out for a New Mexico game in my alma mater next year and check them out. So that is your college schedule. Now, uh, in terms of what's going on in the world of sports, you got NASCAR going on, uh, Race for the Chase, always special, so the, you look for that on NBC. Um, golf this weekend. Um, we said a few weeks ago there was a Tiger Woods watch, but he changed his mind. So uh, we're looking for Tiger Woods to, to come back this week uh, at the Hero World Challenge. Um, they watched him in the Pro-Am earlier this week, and he was hitting uh, every fairway in green. And they say that when that happens, that's good because normally he doesn't grind in practice rounds, but that he looked pretty good. And I'm sure Tiger Woods is just thinking about being healthy. Um, so uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens the rest of the way for him. But uh, it's been a while since he's been out. Uh, so we'll see uh, the results of what Tiger Woods can come up with uh, as he goes forward. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Everybody wants to see Tiger Woods play golf. Um, he's an incredible talent, but uh, through you know the divorce, through his personal problems, and then through all the injuries that he's gone through with the knee, the ankle, the back on several occasions, you just hope that he can uh, get back out on the tour and play healthy again. And I think that's probably his expectation as well. So we'll see what happens with Tiger as we go forward. Um, racing, uh, NASCAR, uh, let's see where we're at this week. All right, Jimmy Johnson, of course, uh, last week. Well, uh, you know what? I'm, it must be the cold pills I'm taking. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out of my mind. We need to congratulate Jimmy Johnson because last week he won it at Homestead, won the championship, his seventh championship, uh, tying him with Richard Petty and the great Dale Earnhardt. So uh, the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Uh, you know, is a place that uh, loves Jimmy Johnson, and the Homestead's been friends with him too. So Jimmy Johnson gets it done, wins his seventh NASCAR Sprint Cup championship. And uh, man, I need to I need to get off the uh, off the meds right now with this uh, cold that I got. So congratulations to Jimmy, and uh, he has a chance. He's going to be around for a while to become the first to break that and to get out of that pack of two of the greatest ever, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. So we'll see if uh, Jimmy can be, become the all-time greatest uh, Sprint Cup NASCAR racer. And what an incredible story that is that Jeff Gordon, during his heyday, saw Jimmy Johnson and the talent that he had and brought him into his team. And, uh, and, and look, look what Jimmy Johnson's done. And, of course, Jeff Gordon was riding for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had concussion problems the rest of the season this year. So uh, another, a final year for Jeff Gordon uh, after retiring a year ago. So I know he had a blast uh, this year. But uh, you know NASCAR off for about two months. They'll be back in February after the Super Bowl. It's like the season never ends for those guys. It's the longest season in sports, except maybe for hockey, which seems to last forever as well. Uh, but uh, enjoy the second half of your sports weekend. I want to thank my guest, Laura Oakman, coming in from Fox Sports. Also, my producer, Adam Suddeth. Check us out at Roman Gabriel 3 on Facebook, Roman Gabriel 3 on Twitter. Go to soldouttv.com for our youth program, our character student success program, and then FSPN, Faith Sports Programming Network, fspn.net. 
Have a great sports weekend. We'll see you next week. And uh, enjoy enjoy the football, college and professional football. Of course, um, we'll look forward to giving you everything that you need to know going forward. God bless you. Have a great sports weekend. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on AFR Talk. Podcasts of this program are available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for Sold Out Sports Talk. Now I'm a soul.